It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hi, I'm Kylie Merritt, the founder of AusBiz. Our goal at AusBiz is to provide you with news and information you can use to make better investment decisions, whether it's live, on demand, in the newsletter, or a podcast like the COB. We make it available at no cost to you. The bigger our audience, the more we can invest in great content. So I have a favor to ask. If you could take a minute to leave a review of the COB in the Apple Podcast app, it'll help us grow. And of course, don't forget to catch up with all the best interviews each day at osbiz.com.au. Thanks for listening. From Barangaroo Studios, the Ausbiz COB is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. You're listening to the COB podcast from Ausbiz. It is May the 6th. I am not Nadine Blaney, as you could probably tell by my voice. I'm Scuddy, and I'm in the driving seat today. But uh, thankfully, I'm joined by one of my co-anchors here, Annette Beecher. Annette, uh, look, uh, what do you make of the performance of the market today? A bit soggy. Yeah, it certainly didn't start off great. We had a bit of a negative tech day to kick off. And then as uh, the day progressed, it seemed to get a bit of negative momentum and then really capped by the, another escalation in Aussie-China tensions, this time relating to the 99-year lease of the port of Darwin. You mentioned uh, you know, that trade tensions. That certainly had an impact. It took a bit of the gloss off the material sector, which was the one shining light uh, earlier on in the session. But you mentioned that sell-off in tech sector. It was dramatic. Now, let me run through some of the numbers here. Nearmap down 22%. So remember, it was up around about 15% before it was put into a halt yesterday. Yep. We got the announcement out today about some legal proceedings, a dispute in the United States, a lawsuit has been uh, put uh, put to the courts. Nearmap down 22%. Appen down 20.6%. Uh, uh, Afterpay below 100 bucks a share now, 99.28, down 6.9%. Uh, look, Kogan, Webjet, uh, also looking at Zip, all down more than 5%. It was really ugly. Those growth names that dominated so much of, uh, of last year now really coming under pressure. Yeah, it, it sure did. They were the market darlings only a couple of months ago. And certainly we can look back now and say, well, it looks like February was the peak. And they've just been uh, sliding down the scale ever since. Absolutely. Well, QBE was the top performing stock in the uh, the market. Uh, probably helped by you know, some uh, some broker moves there. Also, you know, obviously it uh, had its update as well at the Macquarie Conference as well. So helping to go and, and buttress that. But uh, really, it was uh, few and far between when it came to winners today. A sea of red in most of my market map I'm looking at here. One of those companies that uh, finished deep in the red was the NAB. Now, uh, National Bank, uh, National Australia Bank was the uh, the last of the big four to go and complete its preliminary uh, updates uh, to the market today. And of course, uh, no, uh, we saw the result down at 2.9%. Uh, mm. Look, uh, we know that the banks had a pretty good run earlier in the week, primarily on the back of that Westpac result. But we've seen the last couple of days, both NAB and ANZ really haven't gone and hit the mark with investors. Yeah, it's interesting. Maybe you wonder if they mixed it up a bit. And maybe if Westpac was last, we might have a different share result. But it does seem like Westpac really set the bar in terms of tripling its revenues and a strong roadmap to slashing costs. Uh, two things that seem to be uh, missing 
in ANZ NAB. Absolutely. So the National Australia Bank was the stock of the day. Now, our Nadine Blaney went and sat down with Nathan Summersundrum from Deep Data Analytics and also Michael Wayne from Dane Financial to go get their views whether National Australia Bank, after this slide in the share price, was worth buying the dip. Take a listen. Turn on equities are still very much under pressure. Um, net interest margins are going to do it tough in an environment where you know, the difference between your lending rates and your deposit rates are getting narrower and narrower. So it's been an admirable bounce back, but what are we buying the banks here? Not at all. Um, NAB's probably our least favourite and it's proven to be the, the distant fourth amongst the big four for a number of years now. Um, but you also got to understand the different compositions of the loan books of every bank. NAB has much more of a business focus than some of the others. Westpac, CBA tend to be more New South Wales mortgages. ANZ have a lot more institutional lending. So you can expect, yes, NAB will get that kicker from businesses leading the recovery, but some of those other problems haven't gone away. The banks are still there. They've divested all their real growth stories. They're all pretty much a property play now. And you've got property prices at all time high with very low lending standards. So, and global rates are going up. Uh, like it or not, reflation rates are going up. Banks get 30 to 40% of their funding from global markets. So they're going to be under pressure. The biggest trader in the banks are global investors. It's not the local guys. And the global guys buy it for the currency. So if Aussie dollar is going up, banks go up. Forget valuations, forget what they do. If Aussie dollar is going up, so will the banks. So they've recovered on that. So now the question is, if you think in the shorter term, I think Aussie dollar will pull back, banks will come back with it. So I wouldn't be buying the banks. So not going in the portfolio, NAB is a no-go for our, our guests on the program there today. But look, I'll tell you someone who is a little bit more uh, optimistic on the banks, uh, Marcus Bogdan, uh, from, uh, he's the Chief Investment Officer at Blackmore Capital. Uh, he says that the banks are in an upgrade cycle and uh, says that will be positive for their share prices going forward. So uh, look, when we spoke to him earlier today, uh, he went and gave not any uh, no, no, that advice when it comes to the banks, but uh, seven stocks to go and have a look at. So plenty of investors to go mull over as we approach the weekend. Um, another great chat we had today was with Andrew Brown from E72. So the Scunthorpe Sloop, as I like to call him, <laughs> he's, uh, he was doing the uh, due diligence on a couple of, uh, of contrarian names out there. And of course, he went and had a say when it comes to buy now, pay later, including why he's got some short positions on it there. So what do you think of that chat? It was pretty interesting. It certainly was interesting. I mean, he basically doesn't buy the hype. He thinks they'll never make a profit completely overbought meme stocks and he's just not having a bar of it and he's happy to be well away from the sector. Let's uh, let's go and talk about uh, some of the things that are coming up overnight. Now, there's a few things of note. Uh, of course, in the States, we get initial jobless claims ahead of the payrolls report uh, tomorrow. What, uh, what should we be looking out there? Uh, in terms of the initial claims, the last couple of numbers have been in the 500s. So let's see if we can, if that tells us that we're going to get another strong payrolls report. Yeah, of course, we got that. I think it was a 743,000 increase in the ADP uh, overnight. So putting us on track to at least probably go and look, get a million payrolls uh, growth uh, in April tomorrow evening. But uh, that has whisper numbers of up to 2 million plus. So going to be a lot of intrigue as to how that prints tomorrow night. Another really interesting one is uh, the Bank of England. Now, doesn't get a lot of airtime here in Australia, of course. Now we're on the other side of the world, no different kind of setup. But uh, there's a bit of you no know, talk that after implementing quantitative easing, 875 billion sterling uh, in asset purchases, the other uh, bank might start to go and slow with those uh, as the economy opens up. 
Yeah, it's it seems like uh, just having a quick read today is they were sort of on a plan to not keep extending the program. So, which by definition, if you don't extend the program, it's tapering. But by the same token, um, I don't think they want to be lumped into that hawkish basket like uh, the Bank of Canada. So they may tread a little carefully and try not to say nothing try not to say anything because of course no one wants the currency to respond accordingly because the CAD has absolutely run away ever since the Bank of Canada announced it's tapering. Yeah, it's going to be fascinating. Once one goes, it tends to be like a bit of a domino effect. So interesting to see whether that happens tonight. We know one thing for certain, there'll be lots of hawkish upgrades when it comes to the economic forecast from the Bank of England. So stay tuned for that one. Look, uh, tomorrow as well, we hear again from the uh, from the RBA, of course, we hear from the Deputy Governor uh, Guy De Bell uh, this evening. Hours, yep. But uh, look, I'm not sure how much more can be added to the other topic. We get some fresh updates when it comes to forecast tomorrow. Anything out of the box that we should probably be looking out for? Well, I mean, they deliberately dropped the market moving clangers on Tuesday, including growth this year, whopping four and a half percent, and the unemployment rate down to four and a half for the end of next year. What was different uh, this time around compared with the February update was there is a two in their trimmed forecast horizon. But I think what the analysts will be looking for tomorrow is the back pages, which is sort of tends to be 70-plus pages, so feel sorry for them, is the list of risks. Now, all the risks have, two bit, have been to the downside in recent, uh, recent times, let's face it. They might sneak in a couple of upside risks. I'd actually be surprised if there's not more upside than downside because we have seen uh, come through. We're getting a slightly uh, improved uh, backdrop when it comes to clarity. So I'd be surprised because there's lots of anecdotes out there of much stronger activity than what anyone was anticipating, including the RBA themselves. Look, we'll be joined by uh, Adelaide Timbrell from ANZ to go through that document tomorrow. It's going to be a bumper day looking at the, uh, the calendar of who's coming on. We're going to kick off at uh, 9.30. We're going to have a chat to the Premier of South Australia, Stephen Marshall. We won't be talking about the showdown between Port and the Crows that will be on the weekend. <laughs> Uh, we know what he'll be going for there. But uh, no, having a chat about the Whaler Steelworks, of course, being in the news recently. So looking forward to having a chat there. We'll also have a chat with, uh, with Charlie Aiken, Portfolio Manager at Aiken Investment Management. And then at, uh, at midday, the uh, the call, the Friday Dream Team is back in play. Junbei Lu from Tribeca Investment Partners and Adam Dawes from Sean Partners will be there. At three o'clock, we'll also have Jason Pellegrino, uh, the Chief Executive of Domain Group, on the program. And then, of course, it's a Friday. It is. It's the last call. So it's I'm the last call. Looking forward to cracking a frothier two in that one. And uh, and hopefully, uh, having no uh, COVID cases in New South Wales to go and celebrate as well. Obviously, we're all on edge and making sure that hopefully we don't go and see any outbreak occur here. But uh, it'll be a good way to go and and finish off the week we'll be speaking to an Olympian we'll also be speaking to uh, people from the arts as well as a couple of uh, of macro guests including Jeremy Thorpe and Gareth Aird from the CBA so looking forward to that it's going to be a busy day I reckon we've got to wrap it up but uh, you take care <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow see you tomorrow